illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here we'll tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half in the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host and the big bald guy behind the grill, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me as always from Twin Pines Vineyards and Airbnb, the director of Thermodynamic Lipid Immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beach. Beach, how you doing today? Really? <laughs> Same as always, holding down the fort here at Twin Pines. Right on. I, I worked all weekend since I didn't have a tailgater, so that was nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I played in the dirt a little bit in the front yard. Oh, nice. I saw, your pumpkin, to, the... I saw your pumpkin display down at your uh, welcome sign. Yes, those are all the pumpkins. That they, those were the only pumpkins that grew. Uh, my corn crop failed, oh. and uh, my pumpkins are, like, mostly green because we had such a wet spring, I didn't get to plant the the um, garden until, like, sometime in June. Uh. So, but, uh, but they, they looked okay. Kind of add a little color down there at the bottom of the driveway. Yeah, it looked really good. But, yeah. And then I'm trying to cover over, you know how my, uh, my golf course, I have uh, hole number nine and a half? Yeah, that goes down. Yeah, and the the pipe that carries the ball was kind of exposed because I've never gotten around burying it. Mm-hmm. I finally buried it this weekend. Oh, nice. So so I'll put a little bit more dirt. I ran out of time because I had to go to work, but I'll put a little bit more dirt down there over the next week, and then I'll get a load of hog fuel, and I'll cover it over with hog fuel. Oh, nice. So, yeah, for those of you who don't know what hog fuel is, it's like really thick bark dust. Yeah, it's big old chunks. So, big chunks, yeah. I use that around the, the walkway paths and around the golf course. Yep. So it does a good job of keeping the weeds down. Yep. Fun stuff. You know, I feel, I feel old. I've been seeing pictures of some of my classmates on Facebook and I'm like, God damn it. When did we get old? Uh, we've it's been getting weird. old, dude. I turned 50 in like two months. Dude, it, it's just so freaking weird, you know, to, to think I graduated in 1993 and in, you know, a few months, I mean, well, I'm, you know, what, nine months away from my, my 30th 
high school reunion. It's just weird. Dude, 29 years ago, the, 29 years ago, we were in Florida. Or no, 28 years ago. Wow. 28 years ago, wow. we were in Florida. Just uh, And then the last two years with COVID and crap just seemed like those just vanished, you know? They were like the lost years. Yeah. So I hope we never have to repeat that crap again. So anyway, Billy, what is the purpose of illegal participation? For us to talk Beaver Sports, tailgate, and anything else we find interesting and stupid every week. And just generally screw around on here. Um, I remind everyone you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any other podcatcher. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com, at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, or follow us, HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. And Beej, we actually do have a piece of email. Really? Yeah. But it's actually, it came in. Where is it from? It's from Dano. It came in last week, but it was on Monday after we'd already recorded. Oh, okay. But, okay. He, but he sent us so, an email. So, so we I figured can count it, it as this week's topic. Yeah, totally. And so he just said, because it was kind of an addition to what he'd sent last week. It just said, and how many weeks in a row does this make a head coach getting fired? And he sent a link. And uh, he sent an ESPN link, and it just confirmed that the head coach of Charlotte was fired last week. So, yeah, it's crazy. All these coaches fired, you know, in the middle of the season. I mean, the Pac-12 has two coaches that got fired in the middle of the season. I guess I just still don't understand that. Why wouldn't you? I mean, you, you can, I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't know why you just wouldn't write it out unless you're trying to impress the, the, the boosters that you're, you're making changes. Um, but it, it doesn't save them any money to fire them. No. I mean, the contracts are the contracts. Uh, I'm sure the termination clauses are in there, so it doesn't really matter any way you look at it. Um, the, the, the players are the ones that kind of get screwed because here their whole, their whole system, whether they're playing well or bad, their whole system is being disrupted. I, I just don't get it. I agree. And I mean, I, I, I could, I could see cases where firing a coach mid season would make sense, you know, something untoward happens or something, but for the most part, I just yeah. don't understand it. Unless the, unless the, uh, What's going on, you know, the environment of the program is just so toxic that it's better to get rid of them. Yeah. yeah I just but, don't understand. Unless you think, unless you know you're going to get rid of them, I guess, and you just figure, let's cut it out now and move on and, and you know, I don't, yeah. I don't know. But like, but, but like with Colorado, I mean, I don't think that was a toxic environment at all. I don't know. I think they've been playing yeah. better without him. But again, like I said, I still don't know yeah. why the hell they thought they hired the guy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, and it, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you, you know, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it reminds me sometimes, you know, how when you look at businesses um, and the, the CEO gets in there, gets credit for how the business is doing so well, even though all the positive things that happened were doing well because the CEO got fired for him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yes. We, we, we did, we did do this and I did this and I did this. Well, yeah, it came out on your watch, but the guy who was here two years before set it all up Yeah, that's... and you terminated him and you're taking the credit. And, and I think, and, and I think the, the same is true for a lot of coaches too. You, you have some guys that they did a really good job recruiting, brought a lot of players in. And then that coach says, look at all the good I'm doing. It's like, yeah, you, you, you're doing good with his recruits. 
how are your recruits doing? And then, you know, four years, five years, six years later, he starts going downhill because his recruits suck ass. Yeah. So. Anyway. All right. Well, let's get into some Beaver sports news, Beach. Start with what, what's going on in the land of Beaver, Billy. Well, Beach, let's start with a little bit of women's volleyball. Ah. <sighs> Well, typically we don't have butts in the women's volleyball. We only have butts in soccer. But what are how are the how are the ladies doing? Well, Beach down at Desert Financial Arena at Arizona State, Oregon State took the first set of the match. But they were unable to sustain the momentum, falling in four sets on Friday night. Izzy Suzyeski recorded another double double, leading the bees. Can you with... say, can, can you say, can you say that name one more time for me, Billy? I just wanted to make sure I heard it Suzyeski. <laughs> dude it's it's so it's izzy i z z i and her last name is s z u l c z e w s k i sulzueski it's uh yeah yep. glad you're the one doing it not so anyways me. she led the beavers with 14 digs and 11 kills on the night while michael vernon joined her in double figures offensively with 10 kills of her own then beach on Sunday afternoon at McHale Center at Arizona, the Oregon State volleyball team pushed Arizona to the limit on their home court, but ultimately fell in five sets. The Beavs had three different student athletes finish with 10 or more kills, led by Michael Vernon's 20, while Izzy Zulueski finished with 14, and Katarina Chichenko had 12 of her own. Oregon State is now 7-15 and 15 overall, 2-10 and 10 in the Pac-12, and the return home to face Washington State on November 4th. First serve from Gill Coliseum is set for 6 p.m. Um, how long have we had this coach? Couple three years, I believe. Three or four years. Okay. You know, we don't you never see volleyball coaches get fired halfway through the season. Not usually, no. But they're not they're not the big they're not the big they're, money they're, makers. No, I understand. I understand. It's just a you know, yeah, just a joke. You got to look. Title at, nine. You got to look at what title drives attendance. Yeah, exactly. All right, B. Speaking of Title Nine, let's talk some women's soccer. Okay, I'm sure this is going to result in a tie. And, you know, this whole year has been just a disappointment for me on the on the previews to the football, the the the. The stuff we talk about. Yep. It just never gets any better. So go ahead. Well, Ruin my day. Beach host Arizona overcame the early McKenna Martinez goal to take a 3-2 decision in Tucson over the Oregon State women's soccer team on Thursday night. Martinez's unassisted fourth-minute goal and ninth of 2022 opened the scoring in the road contest and gave the Beavs the early advantage. The Wildcats, though, responded with three goals in a 19-minute stretch to grab a lead they would not give up. But then Beach at Arizona State on Sunday afternoon, the Oregon State women's mm-hmm. soccer team snapped its skid with a three to one comeback win over the Sun Devils. Now despite going down Yeah, despite going down early on a converted Sun Devils corner kick, the Beavs buckled down and rattled off three unanswered goals to tally their first league win of the season. Did you say she went down? Yeah, yeah. So the Bees are now five ten and three overall, one eight and one in the Pac twelve. And the 2022 season will wrap up with the rivalry series game, formerly known as the Civil War with Oregon, in Eugene. Now, kickoff against the Ducks is slated for 7 p.m. at Pepe Field on Friday, November 4th. What, what did it used to be called, Billy? I said it was the rivalry game, formerly known as the Civil War. Okay. 
Just checking. They still haven't come up with a name for that game yet. You know what I think they should call it? Civil War. I think it's called Civil War. You know, um, on a on a similar note, um, same time in 2020, there's a uh, rock guitarist, been in a bunch of bands. His name is George Lynch, L-Y-N-C-H. And he had his own band for probably two or three decades called the Lynch Mob. Which and I can see how that would work. It was good because uh, some of the other uh, uh, bandmates would kind of rotate through, but it was always him and, and you know, uh-huh. he was the one anchoring it so it was the lynch mob so he got some pressure and he changed it and i can't remember what he called it to freedom experience or something like that and just recently he changed it back and he goes you know i just i never felt right with it and i kind of did it out of you know you never apologize well i you know especially when you didn't do anything wrong yeah exactly yeah yeah i remember remember when i think anthrax changed their name when all that anthrax was going through the mail or yeah. the white powder was getting sent through the mail back like what 10 years ago yeah it was right after and, uh, 9-11 it was 20 years ago yeah was it 20 years ago 20 years ago and holy crap i don't know did anthrax ever change their name i don't even oh, know yeah. if they changed the name too they just said they were changing their they name. they were gonna change their name but then they're still anthrax yeah, i know uh well i mean for pete's sake one's not the other i know so some people stupid. some people can't can't differentiate well, and, and again, you know, civil war isn't the the across the world. Our civil war is not called the civil war. It's called the war between the states. Correct. Because almost every nation in the world has had some kind of civil war in the past because it's a disagreement between two parties. Yep. So anyway, just All right. stupid. Let's move on well, to anyway. men, men's soccer beach. How are the men doing, Billy? Hopefully better than the volleyball team. Well, Beeves, the Oregon State men's soccer team took down number five Stanford 2-1 to one Thursday evening in a road matchup at Kagan Stadium in Stanford. Wow. Yeah, now the victory brought to close a stretch of four straight contests for the Beeves against teams ranked in the top six of the United Soccer Coaches Poll with OSU taking two wins and two draws from those contests. It also marked Oregon State's fourth win over a ranked opponent this season. Hmm. They're not doing too bad. No, but then on Sunday afternoon in Berkeley, the Oregon State men's soccer team battled Cal to a 1-1 draw. With the result, the Beavers are undefeated in their last six matches. Well, Hamath Thame netted the Beavers' goal early on, converting on a penalty kick within the first 25 minutes of the mast. It marked the junior's fourth goal in his last five games. Now, Oregon State played a majority of that match down a man after being reduced to 10 by a red card in the 31st minute. And I believe their goalie got kicked out. So does, does the defender just pick up the goalie spot? So they have to bring in a, another goalie, yeah, and they lose one of their defenders. Or, you know, they lose somebody else on the field, but yeah. Okay. So when you get red carded, you, you literally lose a player on the field? Yes. Wow, that's and, harsh. And actually, uh, they were down to nine men with a minute or two left because they had another guy got booted. Another guy got red card. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but they were still able to play to the drop. Now, the Beavs are 6-3-5 and five overall, 2-1-4 and four in the Pac-12 play, and will play their final home games of the regular season this week when they host San Diego State on Thursday and UCLA on Sunday. Do you realize how crappy that is? 6-3-5. and five. Yep. You know, you tie more than you've lost. I well, mean, that's just pathetic. Well, but that's part of soccer, and they just stop. They don't have – they don't play overtime. 
anymore until it gets to be playoffs. I just think all games are important because they all lead to the playoffs. Well, yeah, so. but is that true? For, is that true for World Cup too? I have no, I have, I have no have... clue how World Cup works. Yeah, I don't know. You know, yeah, crazy. But anyways, um, but I mean, I'm, they they've just got those three damn losses on their record. But you know, when they've played ranked teams, they've played really well. So it just sucks that they're. I, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs at six, three and five, but I mean, they've, they've beat a lot of good teams. Peter tied a lot of good teams, so they can play with the good teams. They just got to beat everybody. Yeah. All right, beach. Um, a little bit of cross country news. The last cross country news for the year. Mm -hmm. Oregon state posted the second best conference championship point total in school history and route to a sixth place finish at Friday's PAC 12 championships. The beeves, 152 points, bested last season's 156 and are in the same team finish of sixth. Now, Oregon State has achieved the three best Pac-12 championship point totals in school history in the last three years. Now, Colorado won the conference championship on a tiebreaker with 66 points behind a 1-3-7 finish from their top three runners. Hmm. So with this, you want the fewest amount of points possible. It's like bowling. Kind of like, not bowling, bowling. like golf, golf. Like golf. Yeah, 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 golf. Golf, yeah. So, anyways, I was think I was think of uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Bowling scores are way up, mini golf scores are way down. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Beach. Uh, we've got our first wrestling news of the week. Ooh. Do, do, do they consider wrestling a winter sport? It's a or winter. Is it just sport. a late starting fall sport. It's a winter okay. sport because winter sports are starting okay. to start. So the black team okay. edged the orange team at the Oregon State wrestling Can team. We, are we allowed to call it the black team? Yeah. Okay, just checking. The black team edged the orange team at the Oregon State wrestling team's annual exhibition inside Gill Coliseum 2018 on Friday night. Now the 19th-ranked Beavs will open the season in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania next Saturday, November 5th, against number 17 Lehigh. Action is slated to begin at 9 a.m. Pacific. Lehigh? Lehigh. Where's Lehigh? It's a private university in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Hmm. How many, how many, uh, what's their, uh, what's their student body size? 6,953. Wow, it's not very big. It was established July 27th, 1865. It's a private research university. Wow, that's interesting. It's endowment oh, is another fun. Its endowment is $1.37 Wow. So what um, you're saying is she's well endowed. Uh, they wear brown and white, and their nickname is the Mountain Hawks. Hmm. The university was established by businessman Aza Packer and was originally affiliated with the Episcopal Church. This say sounds... It just seemed to me like you'd have some Christian roots because it's in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, but that's just a guess. Well, Packer was an American businessman who pioneered railroad construction. Really? Yep. Huh. You know, just all these little fun facts on the Heiner Tailgater podcast. I just find it intriguing. I wonder if our audience does. All six of them are up to seven now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So, Beach, uh, let's talk a little bit of women's basketball. What's going on in women's basketball? Like, how's Scott Rook and how's Scott? We're getting into we're getting into winter sports, Beach. 
Yes, we are. Uh, three beeves scored in double figures to help Oregon State pull away from Western Oregon in an 82-66 to win on Sunday afternoon at Gill Coliseum. Taylor Van Ohoffen led the beeves with 23 points, while A.J. Marat contributed 19. Jelena Metrovic rounded out the beeves in double figures with 16 points. Now, Oregon State opens its 2022-23 season on Monday, November 7th, against Hawaii. That game is set for a 5.30 p.m. tip at Gill Coliseum. Hmm. And then, okay. Beach, we also have a little bit of men's basketball news. Well, it would seem only appropriate. The Oregon State men's basketball team took down Lewis and Clark 98-49 to Saturday evening in exhibition action at Gill Coliseum. Dexter Acano... 98-49? to Yep. Wow. Okay. Dexter Acano led the Bees with 20 points on 7-for-10 shooting from the floor, converting five of his seven three-point attempts. Tyler Bilodeau... Finished with 18 points and 7 rebounds, shooting 8 for 10 in the contest. Now, as a team, Oregon State shot 62.1% from the floor while holding Lewis and Clark to 28.1% shooting. The Beavers also held a 47-21 advantage on the boards. The Bees will open the regular season on November 7th when they host Tulsa at Gill Coliseum. Hmm. And I imagine that game will be be after the women's game. So you're probably looking at like a 9 o'clock tip-off. Is that a double feature, or do you have to pay for each game? Probably you have to pay for each game. Oh. Hey, Billy. Yes, B. Do you hear that? I do. You, you know, it sounds more fun. I wanted the salt water, but when I took it on the cruise, kind of screwed it up a little bit. Kind of corroded it, maybe? Yeah, yeah, a little rough. So, hold on here, Billy. Hold on. Billy. Yes, Beach. This just... In Bernie Sanders visits Eugene, Oregon to support socialist candidate Tina Kotex. Senator Sanders, who is possibly the most worthless man in the U.S. Senate, came to Eugene, Oregon to try to get out the vote. His primary goal was to get students and fellow socialists to get off their couch and fill out their ballots. A difficult task when they prefer to play Xbox, drink Fanta, and pass the duchy. While at the rally, many in the audience dropped to their knees and in something that resembled a 90s SNL skit, immediately began bowing, saying, we're not worthy, we're not worthy, while others appeared to be lost and incoherent to the world. While it is not known if his visit made an impact uh, on the upcoming Oregon election, his hot air is sure to have made an impact on the climate. <laughs> this has been your Hank Tailgater update from Eugene. That was a good one. I, I, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. They, they, you know, they, they've had that. That's uh, three worthless people that they've had come out uh, to, to Oregon here in the last like what three weeks? Yeah, it's been a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, we've had uh, we've had uh, the president, and then uh, Elizabeth Warren, and now Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I mean, normally they don't care about us. I mean, I think there was a couple of years where they didn't. I think they didn't bother to visit, like campaign. Yeah. Suddenly, were important. Well, so, I voted today. I voted last week, yep. so got it all done. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how this year turns out. Yeah. I'm kind of. Uh, I. I'm probably more anxious for this. Uh, well, anxious for the election to be over because I'm trying to all the answer crap, but uh, also just intriguing, you know, how it turns out. Yeah, it's it's constant barrage of ads, especially too because I listen to podcasts, 
and and watch YouTube a lot, and there's always mm-hmm. uh, ads getting thrown in there. Me, me too. And with what I watch and select and like, sometimes I'm thinking, why in the hell are you wasting your money on me? Well, I, th- and that's I get the same thing. Be- I mean, your algorithm has got to be wrong. I, well, it's 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 be- unless they're just trying to unless they're just trying to take a nickel from it. Yeah. Well, part of it too is we. Uh, my my likes are so varied you know mm-hmm. i'm kind of my yeah my algorithm's got to be screwed because i get all sorts of stuff that i'm like why the hell am i seeing this and i've got to like okay don't need that so, but anyways so, it's so just interesting like yeah so like the fact that you have all these likes for people and stuff and yeah I, yeah yeah all right beach well it is now time to go <laughs> under for the review for week number nine in the pack 12 after further review, the runner did cross the line. The Touchdown! Oh, week number nine. How many weeks do we have? Twelve? Uh, well, no, there's more than that. There's like thirteen or fourteen. Okay, week number nine. Yep. All right. There wasn't many games. Only what? Three games this week? Uh, there was five. Five games. There was only three okay. last week because of we didn't we don't pick the Beaver game. This week there was five, so everybody played okay. except for Oregon State and Washington. I lost my notes on that one, so I'm going to have to just uh, go blind here. Okay, well, going into the week, you and I were in first place with 37 out of 52, and Kyle, I hate you, Kyle. Kyle was at 34 out of 52. He had been making a comeback, and then he didn't have a good week last week. And this week, we all have the same picks. So there's going to be no change. Yeah. Hmm, well, but anyways, kind of makes this whole this whole this whole uh, sequence here kind of uneventful. Well, yeah, but we can still talk about what we. Why picked we just move, well, I mean, why don't we just move on to Tommy Tuberville, the Jackass of the Week award? Well, because we're going to do this first. Beach. So first up, we had a game on Thursday, October 27th. We had Utah at Washington State. Ooh, you know, honestly, I, I didn't watch any football because I've been really busy at work and then my other job and, you know, playing in the dirt. And so I, I'm assuming Utah won, but I don't know anything of the outcome on this one. Well, Beach, backup Utah quarterback Bryson Barnes threw for 175 yards and a touchdown as number 14 Utah beat Washington State 21-17 to on Thursday night to stay in the hunt for the Pac-12 championship game. Now, Barnes, who started in place of injured Cam Rising, completed 17 of 27 passes for Utah, which was off last week after edging Southern Cal 43-42 to uh, on October 15th. Now, for Washington State, quarterback Cameron Ward completed 27 of 31 passes for 222 yards for Washington State, which has lost four of its past five games, and was also off a week ago. Now, the Cougs were without rushing leaders Nakia Watson and top receiver Renard Bell because of injuries. That was a uh, tight game for them. It was. And at Washington State actually had a chance, but uh, um, Utah was able to run out the clock. Did uh, So now what, what happened to their first-year quarterback? You know, they hadn't said anything about it all week long, and then the game starts – and it was funny because if you watch the game, uh, I think it was on Fox. Fox actually had the like a package ready to go talking about Cam Rising, and they start playing it, and out comes the backup quarterback. Really? Yeah. So there's a little – people are a little irritated with 
it's not like the NFL where you have to tell exactly what you're doing, but usually there's mm-hmm. some professional courtesy there where you'll tell, you'll tell the broadcasters kind of what's going on, even if you're not going to let yeah, anyone so, else know. And they're supposed to keep so it under their hat. Yeah. So they don't stub the powder when they're talking to the audience. Exactly. So, but anyways, yeah. so yeah. So he was just a little beat up. So they kept him out and it was close. I mean, Washington state had a shot there, but just weren't able to put yeah. it away and it would have helped the beeves. Well, it would help the bees if Utah would have lost. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So, uh, we all got the win there. Up next, Beach, all the rest of the games were on Saturday the 29th. First up, Oregon at Cal. Oregon at Cal. We all we all uh, picked Cal to lose. Correct. Oregon quarterback Bo Nix threw three touchdown passes and ran for three more scores to lead number eight Oregon to a 42-24 victory over Cal on Saturday for its seventh straight win. Now, the Ducks broke open the game with three TDs in a span of less than seven minutes of game time, spanning halftime and rolled to another win. Now, the Golden Bears lost their fourth straight game as their defense could do little to slow down Knicks and the Ducks, and the offense couldn't keep up. Cal has lost 22 of its last 23 games against teams ranked in the top 10. Now, Knicks threw for 412 yards and accounted for six touchdowns combined through the air and on the ground. The Ducks gained 586 yards for the game, the most against the Bears in six seasons under Wilcox. It is... Is Oregon just that fast? Yeah, and they're kind of, to me, not exactly looking like the Oregon under Chip Kelly, but they've got some of those same tendencies where they kind of get you down and then they just start boat racing you. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, and they're typically, their offensive guys seem to be smaller and faster. Am I wrong in that? Um, No, actually, their receivers are pretty big right now. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just I just remember a couple of years where it seemed like Oregon's players were were small and nimble. Well, and you got to look at it that that Bo Nix is actually playing really really well. He's kind of revitalized himself here at Oregon. Hmm. So he came from Auburn, you know, in his first game ever as a true freshman, he beat Oregon in the opening game of the season a few years ago. But then it's just never able to really put it all together at Auburn, and he transferred out, and he's looking other than that first game of the season against Georgia, he's looking pretty good. Were, were they were they going to put him as a second string and he wanted first string status? Is that why he bat, lay, left I, off? I don't know. I think he just figured he's got one layer left and he just wanted a new start. Hmm. So sure, sure, sure has changed the dynamic, hasn't it? It really has, yeah. All right, Beach. Um, so we all got two for – now we're all two for two. Up next, we had USC at Arizona. And we all picked the men of Troy on that one because – Arizona's not that good this year. Correct. Is that true? Yep. USC quarterback Caleb Williams threw for a career-high 411 yards and five TDs, and number 10 USC overcame injuries to several key players, including their top two receivers, to outlast Arizona 45-37 to on Saturday night. Now, USC racked up 621 total yards and converted 11 of 17 on third down to match its best start since 2008. The Trojans have won 10 straight against Arizona. Now, the Wildcats struggled defensively, but nearly kept up with USC offensively, finishing with 543 total yards. Arizona quarterback Jaden Delora threw for 380 yards and three TDs to Dorian Singer, the last a five-yarder that cut USC's lead to 45-37 with a minute 26 left. But USC recovered the onside kick to seal the victory. 
So Arizona's looking a lot better this year. Just just not getting a lot of wins, but they're playing well. But they're playing a hell of a lot better than they did last year, yes. You know, Jaden Delora transferred down from Washington State, and he's really helped revitalize that team offensively. I sure wish he couldn't play. So we really needed Utah to lose this week and USC to lose this week. And and Oregon. It all would have helped. Yeah, yeah. How about UCLA? Did they play this week? Well, next up, Beach is Arizona State at Colorado. Arizona State at Colorado. And since Colorado's not that good, we all would have picked Arizona State that, on that game. Correct, Beach. Trenton Borgert threw for 435 yards and three touchdowns, all of which went to tight end Jalen Conyers. And Xavier Valade ran for three touchdowns as Arizona State racked up 557 total yards and held off a late push for a 42-34 victory against Colorado on Saturday night. Now, utilizing an up-tempo attack, the Sun Devils scored a touchdown on each of their first two drives, going a combined 139 yards and 15 plays. Now, making his first career start, Borgut completed his first nine passes for 161 yards. Now, despite allowing those gaudy offensive numbers, Colorado remained competitive for much of the first half. On a third and 12 late in the second quarter, Buffalo's quarterback J.T. Schrute found freshman wide receiver Jordan Tyson in stride for a 58-yard touchdown to get within 21-17. The Sun Devils, however, responded with a nine-play, 75-yard drive capped by a one-yard touchdown plunge from Valade. Now, Arizona State led by at least 15 points for much of the second half, but an 88-yard punt return for a touchdown from Tyson got Colorado within 42-34 with 3.50 remaining. The Sun Devils, though, were able to mount a seven-play, 36-yard drive that ran out the clock. Hmm. So Colorado was at least competitive. Yeah. You know, and that was that was a game of interim coaches. Because both Arizona State and Colorado has fired their coaches earlier this season. Crazy. Yep. So uh, huh. all three of us got the win there. Then last up, Beach, Stanford at UCLA. Ooh, this was the game. So we really needed Stanford on this one. But chances are that bitch tits Chip Kelly won. Well, Beach, UCLA running back Zach Charbonnet tied a career high with 198 yards rushing and scored three TDs as the 12th-ranked Bruins bounced back with a 38-13 victory over Stanford on Saturday night. Charbonnet, who leads the Pac-12 in rushing with 964 yards, is the first UCLA back since Tyler Ebell in 2002 to have five straight 100-yard games. Now, eight of his 21 carries went for at least 10 yards. The junior also had 61 yards receiving on five catches and leads the nation in all-purpose yards at 170.9 yards per game. Now, the Bruins ran for 324 yards and averaged 7.2 yards per carry as they improved to 7-1 overall and 4-1 in Pac-12 play. It is UCLA's best start since 2005 when it won its first eight games. Now, UCLA quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson had 249 scrimmage yards, including 199 passing, and he rushed for a touchdown. Now, Stanford had their two-game winning streak snapped, but scored its first touchdown in 11 quarters when Tanner McKee, when Tanner McKee connected with Benjamin Urasek on fourth and goal from the UCLA two-yard line. It was the Cardinals' first touchdown in 117 minutes and 54 seconds of gameplay. Wow. Yeah, that's brutal. 11 quarters. That's almost three games. They haven't scored a touchdown. Yep. So they won two games without scoring touchdowns. 
Well, that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, we did it those years by Cerna yeah. against, what was it, Washington? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like... The Husky killer. <laughs> it was awesome. So, so with... Get, couldn't, couldn't get it... At, couldn't get it past the red zone, but by God, we can kick it to the uprights. Yep. So with that, Beach, we have a first of something we've ever done. All three of us went five for five. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I never had that happen. Now, I would say this week was a little bit easier than a lot. But, um, yeah. you know, what's interesting is I was looking at it. So um, of these games, I don't know how many times this has happened. So on Thursday... Utah won on the road, and then on Saturday, Oregon won on the road, USC won on the road, and Arizona State all won on the road. Wow. The only one that didn't was Stanford at UCLA. So, with that said, Beach, adding it all up, Kyle moves up to 39 out of 57, and you and I are still tied with 42 out of 57. So, pretty good. Yeah, not bad. All right, next up, we're going to talk about the Pac-12 and the polls, Beach. Have you seen the poll numbers for this week? I, I actually did. It popped up on my, uh, on my news feed uh, yesterday. Correct. That was pretty exciting. Not going to lie, got a little bit of a chub. So uh, in the AP poll, Oregon comes in at number eight, USC at nine, UCLA at 10, and Utah at 12. And then entering the poll for the first time, since 2013, Oregon State comes in at number 24. That was pretty exciting right there. Number 24. Yep. And Washington oh. is in the others receiving votes category. Kick their asses to the curb, boy. Yep. So, well, I guess we'll find out. We'll find out uh, uh, what do we got this weekend. Yep. Well, in the USA Today coaches, yep. USA Today coaches poll, Oregon comes in at eight, USC at nine. UCLA at 11 and Utah at 12. And in that one, Oregon State comes in the others receiving votes category. They actually come in in the 26th spot with 71 points. Okay. Well, still right there. Yep. And Washington is also in the others receiving votes category. So what you're saying here is the game this Friday should uh, be very, very competitive. It should be, yeah. I haven't seen what the spread is. Let me see. Well, Well, we can talk about it. Um, when we talk about the games. Okay, sure. All right, uh, so Beach, now it's time for the Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> jackass of the Week Award. Every week, like discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And this week, Beach, it goes to a huge chunk of an entire team. Really? Yeah. A Pac-12 team? Really? Uh, no, it goes to a Big Ten team. Oh, okay. Have you heard about what this? What they do? I have not heard a dang thing. I've been working. Well, Beach, um, yesterday, uh, it was the annual Michigan-Michigan State game. Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel said police are investigating what coach Jim Harbaugh called an assault on two of his players in the tunnel after Michigan's 29-7 win over Michigan State on Saturday. Now, video on social media from the Detroit News showed Michigan State players gathered around Michigan defensive back Jaden McBurrows throwing punches and kicks. 
Now, Manuel said, quote, what happened at the game is completely unacceptable. I've talked to the commissioner. He's looking into it. The police are also looking into it because they've seen the video and they're addressing it. We will leave it in their hands, but this is not how we should interact after a game. This is not the way another team should grab a player and do what they did. It's completely and utterly unacceptable. We will let the Big Ten and law enforcement handle it, but it's not what a rivalry should be about. So what what happened? Well, Beach, Harbaugh said two players were assaulted and said one player has a potential nose injury but had not been diagnosed. And Harbaugh was visibly distraught about the incident and said instead of celebrating the locker room, the coaches were addressing the incident after the game. Now, um, hours after the game, a joint statement was released, and it said, quote, the University of Michigan Police, in partnership with Michigan State University Police, Michigan Athletics, and Michigan Football, is actively reviewing footage and investigating the post-game incident. Situations like these and the safety of the community are taken very seriously. Now, Michigan players Blake Corum, J.J. McCarthy, Jake Moody, and Junior Colson spoke after the game as well, but none had seen the video of the incident in real time and had no comment. Now, Michigan State coach Mel Tucker initially said after the game that he didn't know what happened, but tweeted Sunday morning that there, quote, is no excuse for behavior that puts our team or opponents at risk. So, Beach, if you watch the video, and it's hard to see because it's in the tunnel, and you see uh, there's a bunch of Michigan State players who are all in white. Are You can mm-hmm. see them kind of punching down and kicking to something that's just out of frame, and then it pops up, and it's a Michigan player without a helmet on. And he finally gets in, kind of gets around him and goes back out. But it's like, it's, one, I don't know why the Michigan players were in the tunnel the same time as the Michigan State players were. Do they walk through the same tunnel? They've got to come in and out the same tunnel. Okay. But it's still ridiculous. Like, I I, I, I don't know what's going well, on. Now, today they did suspend four players while the police investigation is going on. Now, was, did they tackle only one player or two players? Um, there was two players in there, but most of it happened to one. Okay. Yeah, but it's just ridiculous. Hey, 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 hey. No, I just, you know, again, the stupidity, the mob mentality. Yeah. Well, if he's kicking it, I guess I can kick him too. I don't know. I just, you'd think that at some point in time, cooler heads would would rise and say, hey, you know, this isn't the time or place. Yeah. You know, do it on the field, well, not, not at the not at the tunnel. And here's the thing, you know, they've I don't, got I don't get this. I don't either. And they've got video, and so you see who exactly who's doing it. They've got their numbers and their names huh. right on the back of their jerseys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they say not like their USC where they can hide in anonymity. Yeah. Um, I I just don't get it. I I stuff baffles me anymore. Yeah. You know, maybe. 30, 40 years ago, you could get away with that crap because nobody would have a video camera, right? But now there's cameras everywhere. There's cameras everywhere. You've got to think, oh, look. We... But look at all the look at all the, uh, the, the, the robberies you see. You mm-hmm. know, you still see robberies and stuff all over the place, and they've got cameras everywhere. Yeah, true. You know, it's like, what, what do you think? You're going to get away with this? They know who does it. Oh, oh my gosh, I went into uh, a convenience store today, uh, just on a side note, I went into a convenience store today over by the Woodburn Outlet Mall, uh-huh. and uh, to, to check my lottery tickets, by the way, I just want to let you know, I did not win the billion dollars, or the $800 million, good news is nobody else did either, so it's a billion dollars this <laughs> I know. But but, uh, but I go there to check my tickets, and their, their door to the 
to the convenience store, the gas station is boarded over, right? Somebody run and into it. So I said, you know, what happened to your door? And she said, we got broken into. I said, well, crap. I said, that happened to my brother's place of work here uh, a month or so ago. I said, uh, did they get anything? And she's like, oh, yeah. And and so I'm checking my tickets. And I said, you know, they get cash or what they steal. And they, she goes, they didn't even touch the register. They just stole cigarettes. Ah, like a buttload of cigarettes. I'm like, how much? She's like $7,000 worth. Yep. And all the price on those things just went up too. Unbelievable. Yep. You know, but, but again, I, I don't know. And Oh, she, I said, because when you walk into that convenience store, there's a camera down by the register shooting up at you. And you can see there's a picture of you up on, you know, on video up on the wall, you know, they're, they're videotaping you. Uh-huh. And I said, did you, did you get them? She goes, they were covered from head to toe. Couldn't uh, see who they were, damn but uh, yeah. I hate I hate I, mean, I, I hate thieving bastards. I, I I just kill them myself. I just think they're worthless. I mean, if if this is what you have respect for other people's property, then you don't deserve to be in the world where we have property rights. So yeah, um, because like you know, I always tell people if you feel you have a right to my property, a property is extension of my labor. If you have a right to my labor, you're making me your slave. And. Uh, and so I just I have no respect for anybody who steals. I just think it's it's disgusting. So anyway, and and but I mean I I never smoked. I didn't realize but what are is what are packs now like ten fifteen dollars a pack? Oh geez, yeah, probably twelve or thirteen. Imagine now. Yeah. Well, just, and the uh, state of Oregon also just increased the uh, cost the, the the cost for a license to be able to sell oh, cigarettes. Really? Yeah. So if that's the case, then they're going to have to start selling them for more because they got to make up the cost of that license. Correct. If you're going to sell cancer sticks, you're going to pay through the nose for it. Nice. That, that's why we no longer sell them. Oh, really? Yep. I mean, I didn't like selling them anyway. None of us did, but it was more of a convenience for customers at the bar. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, 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 didn't, I... we didn't charge. We were barely, we charged enough to make our money back off for what we were paying. But with mm-hmm. it keep going up, we just said, screw it. We're not going to do this anymore. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't like going and buying them anyway. I, I miss the days of uh, the old uh, uh, vending machines, the cigarette yeah. pack vending machines. <laughs> like at the Chinese restaurant? Yeah. There was one. I think Sunshine Pizza, when you and I were kids, had one right as you entered on the left-hand side. It there. did. It did in that little alcove. Anyways, yeah. we got to finish this up, Beach. So okay. for all the Michigan State players that decided if they couldn't beat the opponent on – the, f- the field, they beat them in the tunnel. You get this week's. <laughs> Jackass of the Week Award. Anyways, that, that was a long draw. Yeah, we kind of got You got Yeah, we kind of got in the you got, weeds. You, you got us way that. off there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Beach. It is now time for the musical interlude, and it is my pick this week. What did you pick, Billy? I'm well, anxious. Beach, I, I picked one that's, you know, one that everyone probably knows, but I figured we'd pick it because the artist passed away this week. Ooh. Did, did you know that he married, not only did he marry his cousin, first cousin cousin, once removed, but, but she was only 13 years old. Correct. Have you never seen the movie? Great balls of fire. I have, but I never realized she was 13 years old. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. He wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't be making it in today's world. No. Anyway, 
go go on, Billy. Do 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 your intro. Sorry to interrupt you. Well, Beach, today's song is Great Balls of Fire by Jerry Lee Lewis. So Great Balls of Fire is a nineteen fifty seven song recorded by American rock and roll musician Jerry Lee Lewis on Sun Records. Now what I found interesting, it was recorded on October eighth and was released on November eleventh. So wow, barely a month. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. It was written by Otis Blackwell and Jack Hammer. The Jerry Lee Lewis 1957 recording was ranked as the 96th greatest song ever by Rolling Stone magazine. Now, the song sold 1 million copies in its first 10 days of release in the U.S., making it one of the best-selling singles in the United States at that time. Now, it reached number two on the Billboard charts, number three on the R&B charts, and number one on the country charts. Really? Number one on country? Yep, I find that interesting. It also reached number one on the UK singles charts and appeared on the New Zealand singles chart and the Dutch top 40. Now, here's a little something else I found out. Ric Flair, you know, the wrestler, revealed... I met Ric Flair. Yeah. Woo! Exactly. Well, he started using his iconic woo catchphrase in 1974 uh-huh. after he heard Jerry Lee Lewis sing the lyric, Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Woo! So that's where he got that from. <laughs> Yeah, I met, I, I don't know, if, I think we talked about it one time, but I met Ric Flair at a Comic-Con here a few years back. That's cool. Now, being, yeah, I got my picture taken with and everything. Yeah, now, in the 1986 film Top Gun, Nick Goose Bradshaw, portrayed by Anthony Edwards, plays the song in a bar with his family and Pete Maverick Mitchell, played by Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Well, Beach, in the 2022 I, I, sequel, I, I, Top Gun Maverick, Goose's son, L.T. Bradley Rooster Bradshaw, portrayed by Miles Teller, also sings the song. Yes. I I did not go to that bar, but I went to the original bar did where you? they sang it when I was down in uh, San Diego. Yeah, the bar kind of burned down, so where they, they repaired it, but I think that area where that uh, piano was is no longer there. Oh, that sucks. But, but the bar is still there. That's cool. Yeah. Anyways, so, and, and then just this week, Beej, I think on Thursday last week, Jerry Lewis passed away at the age of like 87. Yeah, I you know I, honestly I thought he was older than that. I thought he was dead. <laughs> I mean, just you know, you know, uh-huh. we play those games like dead or not dead, like that person. Oh, are, are they passed away? I don't know. And I thought he'd already passed. Anyways, without any further ado, here is Jerry Lee Lewis with "Great Balls of Fire." You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much love drives a man insane. You broke my will. A quarter of three. Well, that you might, 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 might. I my nails and I put on my thumb. I'm real nice, but it's fun. Come on, baby. It's just great. It's just great. Balls of fire.
So, Beach, I know that one's a little kind of contrived and, you know, big deal. Cause... No, but, you know, it's still, still a great song. So, I, you know, I – so was his recording not the first recording of that song? No, there was another – there was another couple recordings of it. So, I, you know – But his is the most popular. Yeah, interesting. I never uh, – I always just assumed it was, you know, he – whether he wrote the song or didn't write the song, I figured his was the first release of that song. I don't know if he was a music writer or just a performer. He he banged the hell out of that piano, though. Yep. And his cousin. Anyways. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> All right. All right, Beach. So um, it's now time to go on to our Week 10 preview for the Pac-12. And normally, we save the Oregon State game for last, but it is the first game this week on Friday, November 4th. So first Playing up, the Huskies. first up, we have Oregon State at Washington. Now, we just pick this, you know, because we always pick pick the uh, Beavs. But what do you think about that game, Beach? You know, it worries me. Um, the Huskies play always well against the Beavers. The Huskies play well at home. Um they seem to be having a fairly good season this year. Um, I I think it's going to be a good game. I hope we come out on top. I, I hope we bring our A game because we're going to need it. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, too, yeah, quarterback, their transfer quarterback, been looking pretty good. But I think that plays into the B's strength with their defensive backs. We need, yeah, no, I, I don't. We need some turnovers. I agree. I agree. I agree. I mean, the, the, this game is going to be won or lost by the team that makes the most mistakes. I agree. I agree. And Washington might want some payback after the Bees beat them last year. Yeah. And the Bees, at least this year, haven't played the greatest on the road. No. You know, they've played well enough to win at Fresno State and Stanford. But, I mean, let's face it, they've won both of those games basically on the last play of the game. Yep. So I'd really like to see him go up there and really power a good win this week. I'm hoping I get a chance to listen or watch it. My, uh, uh, Brittany, uh, my friend from California is flying up on Friday. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah. And I asked her, I said, do you want to, you want to go up to actually, she might be coming down Thursday. I said, do you want to go to the game up in Seattle? And she's like, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, we won't be going to the game. Yeah. I've got to work. So I'll be listening to it. Okay. But, well, you guys have it up at Suds, though, won't you? At oh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Uh, During the good points, you can walk. Yeah. Um, Kyle says, no. Uh, oh, he didn't say anything about it. No, he didn't say anything about the Beaver game. Well, because we don't pick. Yeah. I'm sure, insert smart smart Alec comment here. Yeah. Okay, that was great, Kyle. Thanks. <laughs> next, next. All right, Beach. So all the rest of the games – because everybody's playing this week, so there's six games. Five we're picking. All the rest of the games are on Saturday, November 5th. First up, Oregon at Colorado. You know, I'm I'm picking uh, Colorado to lose, <laughs> but I really, really would love to see them win. 
Okay. Like if they could win, that would probably be, that would make the rest of my year right there. <laughs> that, that would be like, Brian, do you want a Christmas gift? Nope. Nope. Don't need one. Colorado one. Got it. <laughs> well, Beach, Kyle says no such thing as a sure thing, but I'm going to say the ducks. So, and I'm right there too. I'll take the ducks. Colorado has played better, but it shouldn't be close. You know, again, maybe we'll see a train wreck. Maybe Colorado will play so far above their game. It'll be a miracle. Could be. Could be. We can hope. I'm going to, I'm going to, well, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to church on Friday night. Not even my church, Catholic church, where they got lots of candles. I'm going to light like 10 of those <laughs> at Catholic church. See if it does any good. Right on. Okay. Next up, Beach, Washington State at Stanford. Ooh. That is a good game. Yeah. Now Washington State's still playing for a bowl game. They're four and four. Yeah. I'm gonna take Washington State. Ooh, Pete is going wazoo. I think so. Uh, you know, it's it's home for Stanford, but I think Washington State has more of a drive behind it. Mm-hmm. So Washington State's four and four. Hell, Stanford's three and five. They could still get a bowl game. Mm-hmm. It's not out of the thing yet. So Kyle says, Dolph Lundgren attended Wazoo but did not finish there. Stanford, on the other hand, will finish well against the Cougs. Stanford. So he's taking Stanford. Hmm. Dolph Lundgren went to Wazoo? Yeah, actually, Dolph Lundgren's a pretty smart dude. Now, was he born in Russia? Um, no, he's Swedish. Oh, he's Swedish? Yeah. I would break you. Isn't that what he says? Yeah, he received a degree. In Rocky three. Yeah, he just received a degree in chemical engineering from KTH Royal Institute of Technology in the early 80s and a master's degree in chemical engineering from the University of Sydney in 82. He holds the rank of fourth Dan Black Belt in Kyushin, Kyokushin Karate. Um, and, he, um, and he killed Apollo Creek. Yep, he received a Fulbright scholarship to MIT. And he killed Apollo Creed. Yep. Anyways, he's mm-hmm. he's actually um, he's got several degrees. He's got a master's. He might. I had no idea. Yeah, he might have a PhD in something. I can't remember. I know he's got a several degrees. Yeah, he's actually a very smart dude. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Had no idea. I thought he was just a. Uh, I mean, I don't even remember other movies that he's been in other than Rocky Three. So, no, oh, he's good in The Expendables. Was that? Was he in The Expendables? I never saw. Yeah, that. he was in The Expendables. Was it good? Yeah, those are good. They're just fun. Because you got okay. all these, you got all these older action heroes in there. You know, kind of a little bit of cheese, a little bit. Oh of yeah, action, oh yeah, fun. oh yeah. But it's fun. All right. Um, I think I'm going to take Wazoo in that game too. So, really? Yep. I just think Wazoo has more, especially if they get the running back back. I think they'll they'll, they'll have more weapons than Stanford does. Stanford just doesn't have so much that, offense. That, no, so so that decision right there could push Kyle up further or push him further behind. Good. All right, Beach. Stay tuned and find out more next week. <laughs> All right, Beach. Next up, Arizona at Utah. Arizona at Utah. Well. We need Utah to lose, but they're going to win. 
Kyle says, the little goats take down the Sandra Bullocks. Because you called Lutov. What does it mean, I little goats? That. Yeah. And then Sandra Boy, Bullock. Dude. Yeah. Sandra Bullock because she was the wildcat. Speed. And Speed. Yep, Speed. Yep, yep. Still one of the greatest movies. I love that. <sighs> I just she wish thought. I knew she if. Thought. I just wish I knew if Cam Risen was playing. If he's playing, I'm going to take Utah. So I'm going to say Utah. I think if Rising's not playing, then I would give Arizona a good shot. Because that Delora is a pretty good quarterback. Hmm. All right. Two games left. First up, UCLA at Arizona State. I I I think Arizona State's going to get their butt swamped. I, too, am taking UCLA. Kyle says the mystery of how ASU beat Washington earlier this year deepens UCLA. So wasn't that in Arizona state too? I think it was. Is that the game that they fired uh, Herm Edwards after might be. Okay. Last game of the season, beach Cal at USC. Last, last game of the season. Or last game of the week. Last game of the week. Last game of the week. What was it again? Cal what? Cal at USC. Cal at USC. No chance in hell for Cal. Uh, let's go with the men of Troy. But again, I'm going to light another 10 candles at church. So we're going to light that. It's going to be a gosh damn freaking bonfire church. Because we seriously need some good teams to fall this week. Oh, Beach. And us to win. I too am taking USC. Kyle says Cal almost started to look good last week against the Ducks. USC. Then they didn't. Yep. Kyle says, so, now okay. now I know that little number by their name really doesn't mean anything until the season's done, but it's nice to see the recognition for the program. Go Beavs. And I agree. It's good to see what, that. What was that? Talking about the Beavs ranked 24th. Oh, yeah. The little number. Yep. Yep. No, it's I, – I think it's – it means that our program is improving. Yeah. So, yeah, and then, then that's always a good thing. Yep, and getting some recognition. So, yeah. I mean, considering there's so many wealthier schools out there, you know, when you, when you look across the country, the amount of money that's spent per per win. I remember looking at a comparison one time between Oregon and Oregon State, and the, the amount of money that is spent per win was uh, unreal. Oh, yeah. For, like, University of Oregon. Oh, yeah. And. So and, and I'm sure there's universities across the country that are, are as big, if not bigger, than what Oregon does for for their football program. And here you got a little lowly Oregon State, Corvallis, Oregon, and uh, we're popping it at potentially number 24. Yep, it's good. Not bad. Yeah. Yep. I wish I, I wish I was able to go up to the game this week, but I just will not be able to. Yeah. Well, sometimes you know. Sometimes, honestly, it is nice to watch a game from the comfort of your own living room or while you're at work and you can listen to Parker's broadcast. Yep, and that's so, what I'll be doing. What uh, what channel is it on? Um, let me see here. Uh, is it on ESPN? I think it's on ESPN 2. Correct, ESPN 2 at 7.30. Okay. So there you go, people. There's your... Appointment viewing for Friday night. Anyways, Beach, anything else to add this week? Show number 185? 
no, I I got nothing. I I'm excited for uh, I'm excited for this weekend to see how uh, how things turn out. I mean, we're we're getting to the short strokes here, so it's uh, things are starting to be really well defined. I agree. Or will be really well defined after after this week. If there's going to be much movement in the uh, in the order of the pack. Um, I was looking at the wrong game there. Oregon State, Washington Huskies. Okay, here's the here's the odds for the game. It looks okay. like Washington State is favored by four and a half. Washington. Washington, yeah. Washington's favored by four and a half. Okay. And that's a consensus. Well, and didn't you say they automatically get two points for being at home? Three. Three. You get a field so, goal. So essentially, we're looking at a virtual tie. If they're playing on a on a uh, neutral neutral field, yeah. Then it would be okay. it would be a, a one and a half spread for Washington. Wow. So. Okay. Well, hopefully the beeves show up. Hopefully Washington doesn't. Um, hopefully Utah tanks. Hopefully UCLA tanks. Hopefully USC tanks. Hopefully Oregon tanks. If that happens, it'll be damned amazing. But it'll be a wonderful week. Yeah, it was funny. Jess was asking me yesterday. She was like, "So who do you want to win?" I'm like. I want all the underdogs to win. I just want chaos. Exactly. Chaos everywhere. So, well, I want to thank everyone who listened to show number 185 of Illegal Participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com, at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. Remember, listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Leave a rating and review. Remember, Grab your friends or family members' phones and just, you know, subscribe to the podcast even though they don't know. Just do it. It's more <laughs> more downloads for us. Right, Beach? I, I'm, I'm waiting for the day we break double digits, bro. That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> All right. So. All right. Well, until then, let's hope it's a good road trip for the Beach. We're down to four games left in the regular season, Beach. Every game is crucial. Every every win, they're getting a better bowl game. Yep. Every win, they're getting a better bowl game. So, until next week, here's a great big Go Bees. You're coming in clear. You're coming in clear. Uh, Ike TV. What the hell did you put on the end of uh, last week's show? I don't remember. Because somebody wrote in and said that was the best after credits. I don't know. You do know. What did you put in there? I don't remember.
You honestly don't remember? I don't remember. It was funny. It was making me laugh. I remember that. <laughs> you, I feel like every time you edit this, it doesn't matter how I do it. You're going to edit me to sound like a dipshit. I don't have to edit that hard to do that. <laughs> you know, I do this because I have this great love and admiration for you. And you treat me like shit. <laughs> How do you know? You don't even listen. Well, you know, I lived it, and I don't want to listen to the edited version. I mean, that's like the edited version of Superman. See, what you could do is you could just download the episode, go all the way to the end, and figure out what I put in. Yeah, I probably should. I'll probably have to go back. Or, or I'm just more, wondering what the hell you did to me last week. Do you know what you did to me last week? I don't even remember. I just remember I was laughing. I was laughing. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't even you, you didn't see this one coming hey Bill well Beach, Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel said police are investigating which Michigan Athletic Director Michigan Silence. Silence. I know alright that's pretty good man you got off in the weeds a couple times that was all right. I, I appreciate our weed conversations. Yeah. You never know what the hell we're going to talk about. Well, you know, Bernie Sanders is involved, so it's, it's a lot of weeds. You know, Eugene and all that kind of crap. Yeah. So did you did you appreciate my... my I, it was hard to find anything. There was just no things going on. It was orthodox. Yeah, I know. Big fentanyl, Eugene. Yeah. So then I'm like, Bernie Sanders, I'm like, oh, that son of a bitch. I like beer. <laughs> 